Good morning, and welcome to Simply Economics. It's Sunday, January 28th. On today's show, the NESG releases the Macroeconomic Outlook for 2024, and a macroeconomic researcher wins the Blue Chip Forecasting Award from ASU. Plus, the World Bank will provide $300 million to Ghana to strengthen macroeconomic stability and support resilient economic growth. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Economics. We start off with the Nigeria Economic Summit Group, or NESG, releasing its macroeconomic outlook for 2024, emphasizing the need for the government to adopt an economic transformation agenda to foster sustained high economic growth. Here to discuss this further is Bella, a correspondent for Simply Economics. Can you tell us more about this report and its implications? Certainly, David. The report outlines a phased approach to economic reform aimed at achieving transformation in the short to medium term. It provides an overview of the Nigerian economy in 2023, detailing its current status, challenges, and opportunities. The report is seen as laying the groundwork for understanding the context in which the proposed economic transformation roadmap will be implemented. What does the NESG suggest as the way forward for Nigeria's economy? The NESG sees the policy orientation of the new government as a unique opportunity for Nigeria to address its numerous socioeconomic challenges, optimize economic potential, and yield favorable outcomes for its citizens. The report presents an economic transformation roadmap, which encompasses three distinct phases, stabilization, consolidation, and acceleration. These phases articulate the sequential steps and policy priorities for achieving a robust and sustainable economic transformation. Can you elaborate on these inflection points that the report mentions? Yes, the report identifies potential inflection points as turning points for the Nigerian economy that are crucial for strategic decision-making. These points could represent significant shifts in economic trends or policies that could have a profound impact on the country's economic trajectory. And what does the report say about the outlook for the Nigerian economy in 2024? The report provides a forward-looking section that relies on comprehensive analysis and forecasting methodologies to give stakeholders valuable insights into the anticipated economic trajectory. It aims to guide policymakers, business leaders, and other stakeholders in steering the Nigerian economy towards a trajectory of stability, consolidation, and ultimately, accelerated economic growth and inclusiveness. Thanks for the comprehensive analysis, Bella. Now, shifting gears to the future of the U.S. economy, Michael Cosgrove, principal and founder of The Econoclast, Inc., foresees a mild recession with more disinflation and a decline in the funds rate. His predictions have earned him the Lawrence R. Klein Award for Blue Chip Forecast Accuracy for 2023. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Celeste. Can you tell us more about this award and Cosgrove's predictions? Certainly, David. The Lawrence R. Klein Award is one of the most prestigious recognitions in economic forecasting. It's judged and sponsored by the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University in partnership with the W.P. Carey Foundation. The winner is selected based on the accuracy of forecasts published in the Blue Chip Economic Indicators newsletter. Cosgrove's predictions have been particularly accurate, even amidst a series of hard-to-predict economic events. 
What can you tell us about Cosgrove's background and his approach to economic forecasting? Michael Cosgrove has a long history in economic forecasting. He's a professor emeritus at the University of Dallas, where he taught economics and published research in academic journals. He's also participated in several forecasting surveys, including the Blue Chip Economic Indicators and the Wall Street Journal survey. His approach is based on a deep understanding of macroeconomic trends and a keen eye for detail. And what are some of the key predictions Cosgrove will be sharing at the award ceremony? Cosgrove will be discussing the current challenges in macroeconomic forecasting, prospects for growth through the remainder of 2024 and early 2025, the status of inflation and its implications for monetary policy, and the performance and risks of the financial and housing markets. These insights will be particularly valuable given the current economic climate. While we anticipate valuable insights from the upcoming event on the U.S. economy, let's shift our focus to international economic developments. The World Bank has approved a $300 million development policy operation for Ghana. This financing, provided by the bank's International Development Association, is aimed at aiding Ghana's economic recovery and supporting the country's resilient and inclusive growth. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Michael. Can you tell us more about this development policy operation? Certainly, David. This operation, known as the First Resilient Recovery Development Policy Financing, is a significant contribution to Ghana's economic recovery. It's intended to ease Ghana's fiscal constraints, sustain the momentum of economic recovery while protecting the poor and vulnerable. This is the first in a series of three operations each amounting to $300 million. And what led to the approval of this financing package? The approval follows an agreement in principle by the Official Creditors Committee under the G20 Common Framework on the key parameters of the proposed debt restructuring for Ghana. This agreement, which aligns with the Joint World Bank International Monetary Fund Debt Sustainability Framework, is a critical step toward restoring debt sustainability. What are the main objectives of this operation? The operation aims to restore fiscal sustainability, support financial sector stability and private sector development, improve energy sector financial discipline, and strengthen social and climate resilience. It's part of a broader World Bank engagement for crisis response and resilience in Ghana. Can you elaborate on the specific reforms supported by this financing series? The financing series supports several key reforms, these include strengthening domestic revenue mobilization, controlling expenditures, safeguarding financial sector stability, removing barriers to private investment, setting the energy sector on a sounder financial and operational footing, strengthening the country's social protection system, and mainstreaming climate adaptation and mitigation across policies. Could you tell us a bit more about the International Development Association that's providing this financing? The International Development Association, or IDA, was established in 1960. It helps the world's poorest countries by providing grants and low to zero interest loans for projects and programs that boost economic growth, reduce poverty, and improve poor people's lives. It's one of the largest sources of assistance for the world's 74 poorest countries, 39 of which are in Africa. Since its inception, IDA has provided 458 billionaires to 114 countries. Thanks for joining us, Michael. Now let's shift our focus to the global markets. 
On Wednesday, the Hang Seng Index led the Nikkei 225 and the ASX 200 into positive territory, fueled by U.S. inflation figures and China's central bank moves. However, modest overnight gains from the U.S. signal caution for Thursday, with economic indicators from Japan and Australia in focus. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent from Simply Economics. Indeed, David. U.S. overnight economic indicators from Tuesday set the tone for the Wednesday Asian session. Softer-than-expected U.S. consumer price inflation figures raised bets on the Fed ending its rate hike cycle. This, in turn, led to a rally in the rate-sensitive tech stocks, sending the Nasdaq Composite Index up by 2.37%. And how did the Asian markets respond to these indicators? Asian markets responded positively. Economic indicators from Japan didn't spook investors, and better-than-expected retail sales and industrial production numbers from China supported the appetite for riskier assets. The Hang Seng Index rallied 3.92% on Wednesday, with Alibaba and Tencent surging 5.05% and 4.81%, respectively. What about the ASX 200 and the Nikkei 225? The ASX 200 rose by 1.42% on Wednesday, with tech rallying on the overnight slide in yields. Mining stocks also contributed to the gains. However, oil stocks had a negative session. As for the Nikkei 225, it ended Wednesday up 2.52%, with a mixed session for the main components. What's the outlook for Thursday's session? The futures market signaled a negative start to the Thursday session. The ASX 200 and the Nikkei were down 9 and 60 points, respectively. However, this morning's machinery orders from Japan beat forecasts, suggesting a possibly improving demand environment. For the ASX 200, Australian employment figures could influence sentiment toward RBA monetary policy. That was Simply Economics reporter Abby. Thanks for the insights. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Economics. We'll see you back here tomorrow.